Hey guys, welcome back to this episode of Darnie XD. Today I've got the beautiful, smart, ever elegant Anne Marie. How are you? I'm very well. That was such a pretty uh, introduction. Thank you so much. I'm well on yourself. Yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, you know, you woke up diarrhea. I'm joking there. No diarrhea. Today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've had like three cups of coffee. I really need to taper it back because it's yeah. only two. So then, if I keep drinking at this rate I'm drinking, it's probably going to end up being six cups of coffee. Yeah, don't go down that road. But it's black went... coffee, so it's zero yeah. calories. Yeah, I, I went down that road myself during sick form. It does not end well. It's so all. good though. It's so yeah. good. Why? No. Did, not how, good for your skin. Not good for my skin. I'm black. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm black as well. What the hell do you mean? <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I've just never had to worry about skin stuff. Anyways, we're, we're getting off. We're getting off topic. This isn't what this the, the subject's meant to be on. But yeah, actually, some people have. Yeah, some people uh, really do get messed up in the genetics department as far as skin's concerned. It's like just this random lottery of whether you have yeah. good skin or not. And it's one of those yeah. things because you can be a really good-looking person, like you mm. can be a ten out of ten, and then like if you had ten out of ten crazy acne. No one would know. <laughs> no one would know. Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, we're really off topic now. But um, I just wanted to talk today about um, probably one of the like biggest things going on in the media right now. Everyone's talking about the Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle. Yeah. Situation. Sorry. Let me just drink some water. And um, I just thought it would be nice to talk to someone I know is quite has quite a lot of perspective and is like quite interested in these things and is like <laughs> would definitely have something to say or at least some kind of a some kind of conclusion or summary on what on the situation in their own um sort of words so uh yeah what what are your general like first thoughts on the subject oh where do we start um where do we start Meghan markle is such uh, an interesting topic to consider just as a topic let alone just as a person in an institution her going in blindly into as she admitted on oprah's um interview in the introductory parts she went blindly into the firm as she now calls it the, the royal family and that is very you can literally write a thesis on that by itself about a lot of i believe anyway a lot of black americans approaching British politics with a rose-tinted glass. Do you think and that's I, a black, I'm not... American, black American problem or just an American problem in general? Yeah, that's a fair point. I think it is an American uh, problem. A lot of them, I don't know, they have this, that they watch period dramas, I don't know, whether it be Downton Abbey or now the latest thing, which I absolutely detest. Bridgerton, I think you would pronounce it. Um, and then they get this rose-tinted glass of what the experiences like to be in Britain, which is extremely classist. And as she's experienced, there are uh, institutional racism as race, racial elements. And yeah. they walk in very blindly and then they're just hit with this, oh my goodness, I didn't know if it was the same, like how it is in America. And it's something that Jimmy Kimmel, I believe, picked up on. Like, it was very funny how they said, oh, there was so much racism in Britain, so we ran away to America, which is such a funny dichot dichotomy to even consider. But to answer yeah. your question, 
um there were so many considerations but i'll just start off with that just thinking about how many americans are just misled into thinking that britain is a post-racial country because of the discourse that they've been fed and this hegemonic one deal idealization of america only having its issues 100 um, and yeah. uh like when i think uh did you know what i think it is i think um it's just uh i think the media out there is very dishonest i think yeah. the media out there only shows americans their wealth and it only shows them mm. things that are in their country and I think that led to a lot of Americans being so American-centric and not even realising it's ignorant because they are well-read, they are seeing the media, they are yeah. reading up. So they, they, for them, they feel, well, what am I, how, how could I be doing it wrong? Because for, that, for the things around them, they are consuming them. So that, that's Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Um, I, I would say that even in leftist media, something that we were talking about a bit earlier, a lot of media, even on the left, is very American-centric, that all people have to just care about American problems. And the reason as to why that links to Meghan Markle, because she, prior to being joined with Harry, was just considered about um, politics, about gender. She, was, she wasn't even really... I haven't seen any like significant discourse or activism that she did prior to joining the um, royal family on... Um, combating racial issues she was very much of combating um, gender inequality in firms in banks yeah. in law but she was never on racial discourse which is very interesting something i'll pick up on later but um that is something that i think americans consider are the chief like the chief parts of consideration but it's all American-centric. Their ideologues, even on the left, on the right, they just, they're just they so consumed with themselves that they don't even have time to think about Britain. I, not wholly, but I think that is the chief shock that a lot of Americans have. I don't think they do it intentionally, but I think even the media, as you said before, is so surmounted to Americanness that they forget that there are issues elsewhere. I'll leave it there for now. <laughs> We'll leave America alone for now. But, uh, <laughs> fuck you, America. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Just send a missile to my house. Nah. Yeah. Um, no. You don't have but, enough oil. You won't invade it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just wipe the Sorry. bead of sweat that just formed off my brow. <laughs> but no, I do think this Meghan Markle situation is quite interesting. And I do think mm. that, um, I do think a lot of people uh, are interested in it because they've maybe not seen this kind of media before. Maybe like they 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 have no stake in the game, so it's just fun to talk about. But um, right. either way, it's it is the way it is. We're all slaves to circumstance, and it's the thing to talk about now. My opinion Fair. on it is that uh, the royal family. Look, you went into it blindly. I wouldn't yeah. recommend going into anything blindly. Walk into <laughs> a wall blindly. I wouldn't recommend it. So at no. the end of the day, you have to accept some accountability there because at the end of the day, you would you want to start a family and you went into it blindly. And if you want to start a family, that wasn't really very forethinking for your family. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I also think I 100% believe the royal family is racist. I don't think it's any surprise the royal family is racist. That's my thing. That is my thing. Sorry. Is that news? You, <laughs> you know what but, I mean? <laughs> but then that that oh 
and it's a think pieces on Twitter that I was like, just pass me the bucket, mate. Like, I was so sick and tired of the discourse of, oh, I'm so shocked. There's a reason as to why there's a book called The Blood Never Dried, that the sun never set on empire. The British M, I am sorry, and, the, and again, this is across the pond. I'm not just going to stick it on Americans. It's across the world. The lack of teaching of how violent the British Empire was is astounding. And the discourses that you see with Meghan Markle, I couldn't believe that they were treat. Of course, <laughs> it's not. And again, it's a legend. But it's not a shock that this is happening. I mean, to say that is just to ignore all forms of history and yeah no it was something that i picked up as well it was so silly isn't that just like every empire that crumbled within the like 900 1900s yeah that that's a fair consideration like the, as well that none of them none of the all of their atrocities are spoken about the same way do you know what i mean like they're all like yeah. they're all nullified they're all a bit silenced do you know what i mean like muffled like they're just they they you know they put they put the pillow on it you know what I mean I, I don't I yeah. don't know how, I don't know how I'd word it but they 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 just um, mafia style killer no like you can still hear yeah. it screaming but it's put in a okay. very nice way it's like telling someone it's the difference between telling someone to shut up and be quiet oh yeah yeah I get that too you know? yeah no um yeah I. I Listen, I my sympathies are extended to Megan. Uh, I do believe that what, what she's endured, particularly with being pushed to the brink of suicide, it is wholly disgusting that her treatment was like that. And I believe that there is truth in it. I saw a tweet that I did enjoy, and I don't know if you saw, I did post it, and it was colorism and racism. And the reason as to why someone will say what what the hell does colorism have to do with it colorism is racism's sister in that she was an acceptable or palatable tone to be considered worthy enough to align with the royal family if she was of a darker hue i guarantee she wouldn't have made it to her wedding status and i can say that with my absolute chest it was what gave her the key into the royal family but she needs to understand British racism and American racism are very different in that what I can see anyway is the institutional nature is the closeted nature of British racism that is so of much of a mind mess that a, a lot of Americans particularly African Americans when they come over here it's like they it's almost like you know the the, the sinister scenes of get out he, he knew something was wrong but he couldn't place it until they basically told him to sink and tried to kill it but he knew that something was off never the scene you never seen get movie. out you have no no I'm, I'm locking off of this right now what the hell you have never seen get out and saving it for a rainy day it's, it's gonna rain this weekend no so. what I'm saying is like it's an amazing movie I managed to avoid all the spoilers and people stopped talking about it so I was like wow I, I get to watch this movie this amazing movie anytime I really just like I'm like I need to watch an amazing movie and I've never seen it I get to save it there's a few movies I do that for wow wow well you're missing out and please no, have no. that rainy day soon yes you are yes because one are. of my things is like every, my, the saddest thing about finishing a show or finishing something you really liked it's that you'll never have that first watch of it again yeah that first watch is so valuable and being mm -hmm. able to manufacture a fine selection of first watches is very very nice it's nice to have 
But anyway, we're getting so off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're just talking about my like weird, deep obsession with movies. Um, but anyways, we'll get onto movies next. We'll get onto movies next. But okay. um, the Meghan Markle situation amazed me because I was like, oh, come on, man. This is some bullshit, man. I can't even... Why is this everywhere? I don't give a fuck. Like, and look, that might surprise a lot of Americans. I don't watch Downton Abbey, bro. I barely watch Emmerdale's, you know what I'm saying? I only watch it if my grand's <laughs> watching it. And for the most Uh-oh. part, that is a hell of a trial. Coronation mm. Street is the only one that is fairly palatable, in my personal opinion. Um, EastEnders, I don't know what happened to you, man. Where have you gone, man? <laughs> used to be, I used to talk about you in school with my friends, and now, now, I wouldn't, now I'd be ashamed to say I used to watch you. Terrible. But um, I just think, like, most British people aren't that don't care that much about it I didn't care that much about it to be honest and I was like it can't like what and she's saying oh they're saying all this crazy stuff and then you're like oh how crazy can it be like you knew you were going to be in the royal family and then you hear the other side and it's like oh she shouldn't have said that and it's like well can't she just say whatever the fuck she wants so I think it's only cool and interesting and why I'm the king of the podcast if I actually bring an actual news article talking about her from an actual newspaper Good, good. The smell of the paper, the crispness of the pages. And Bring I've the hi- receipt. I've highlighted some key parts, some key parts. Come through, though. Okay, so this this is the headline on the front of the paper. Charles is deeply hurt, but wants to heal the rift with Harry. Meghan to palace. Show me evidence I bullied star. Royal Crisis, 14 pages of unrivaled insight. That's on the headline, yeah? That's how they're selling this article. Right? And right. I'd like people to remember, it is not the job of the media to give people information. It's, it's the job of the media to give people information that they want to see. Hear that? It's to give them information they will pay for. That is the job of the media. I will contest that. I will contest that. Particularly when we're seeing British politics, the way in which it's being played out now. I know we're moving the ambit away from Meghan Markle, but I think this is a thing to consider. The fact that people like Rod Little and, uh, what's his name, Rob Peston, and what's the other one? Uh, The one, Emily something. Kinsberg? (laughs) Something, Something Kinsberg. Laura Kinsberg, that's her name. The fact that they are the meat that meant to be part of the media cycle, who are meant to be giving, as you said, just giving what people want to know. During the whole coronavirus, they've been the pe- people telling people what Boris Johnson's going to say. So I think we're seeing a merger in British politics of nuanced information that we're meant to have from established politicians being used within the media sources. So they they're now becoming legitimised because they're they're regurgitating information that should come from official politicians and this is why it's dangerous why we have media news outlets engaging with highly hypocritical highly racialized language and highly unfair i would say language towards Meghan markle in the discourse of the royal family i would understand if the media were just giving like i don't know like a mag piece here and there but then because they've been legitimized because of outside sources someone will look at them saying hey this is the same source that told me that if i don't wear a mask in public transport for example i'll be stuck with a hundred pound fine they are clearly a legitimate 
a news source. So I'm going to believe them for whatever they say about Meghan Markle or about another um, person. That's why it's dangerous. Mm, that's a nice. But, that's a, that's a very interesting. I know I didn't think about it like that. To be honest, that's a very nice yeah. view viewpoint. Really. What have you picked up from the media sources that you have pulled up now? What parts have you highlighted as well? Um, well, let's let's get into it, Anne Marie. Let's get into this article. Um, uh, this um, unrivaled insight. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what, 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 when you see what I'm about to read, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? Because I was like, how serious can it be? I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Okay. Megan demand <laughs> Megan demands to see emails of texts on bully allegations. Bold. And it's in a picture of Megan Markle's face, angry. And I'm like, she's def that picture is definitely not from this situation. <laughs> like, it's definitely not. You just, you just like Googled Megan Markle angry and put it next to this. So that is so <laughs> obvious. No, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like subtle, like oh, you gotta read between the lines. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no. I was expecting some interesting analysis, but it's just like, do I need to say anything? Okay. The Duchess has written to Buckingham Palace to see any documents, emails, or texts relating to the bullying complaint against her. The Mail on Sunday can reveal. Okay. What's wrong with that? It's dangerous because they're characterising her as an aggressive, hyper-surveillance-style madden. No, that's not what yep. I meant. I said, yep, what's that's... wrong with wanting to see proof for ah. someone accusing you of something? Ah, okay. Okay. Now, I get what you're saying now. Um, it's... But do you see how they're characterising it? That's though? what I mean. There's nothing wrong. It's how they've written it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. 100% how they've written it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And uh, there's more, like, it's how they've written it 100%, but it's also, like, I don't know, because she's across the pond, she doesn't even have recourse to respond. So I just feel like it's literally bullying. It's not even a news piece. It's not even, like, a mean report. It's literally bullying. Um, yeah, no, it's horrible. I agree. It's just, like... It's just like they're trying to be like a like a spoiled princess arc. Do you know what I mean? Like, like this is the the story they're trying to create. This is what they're going to do for the next four months. Cause it's good money. Think, it's got good rate. People yeah. are losing interest slowly, so it's going to stick around for a bit. I think they just work it out of numbers, to be honest. But, um, but that's I think, conspiracy. No, I I agree. Conspiracy always comes like when there's empirical data, then then it becomes a truth. An idea is still sufficient enough. And I think it's even more, I think they're trying to characterize her as the, and I, I know that term has been overused and it's not 2016 racial theory where people are like, oh, what does this mean? But like, it's clearly the angry black woman trope that they're trying to put on her. And do you know what's even mad to me? Like, it's not like Meghan Markle grew up a, like, I don't know how, how, how to characterize this, but I could, I when I first saw her, I didn't think that she was even biracial at first. I so it was it was very strange for me to even consider all these things being thrown at her. But then 
now seeing so much so of what's been going on that news article is trying to triage in the angry black woman trope in terms of she is demanding she is scary she's trying to intimidate and bully people and demands even the term demands i know again it's it can be seen as over the top to make these conjectures but i think context is key for who they're talking about when it comes to um kate middleton they wouldn't use those terms they would only use terms that make her seem feminine and silly or goofy but with megan it's more masculine terminology sometimes used against her um, yeah, yeah that's 100%. what i picked up from there and like people might be thinking um why are you why did you take notes and go through it um and that's because this is a three page spread about mm. the royals who yeah. gives a fuck like who cares yeah. who actually cares who is this helping it's it, like if, if people cannot understand at this point that most of these companies are trying to get you to buy them yeah. it's like why do you think McDonald's don't keep the superior the, what's it called the big Big Mac around all the time you know yeah. I mean? it's because when it's not around you want it and that makes you buy more of it it's not a good thing to do it's not what's going to make the customer happy it's yeah. just for money all right so what i'm saying is like it, it that's why i picked notes and stuff like that but uh, moving on to the next section i thought was quite clear so the the, the article at this point is, is speaking about megan and um her contradictions and then it's got bullet points and all the things um, basically, yeah. So it talks about the Queen, like not stop, stopping her proceedings going on as normal. Um, right. They're trying to fight a like a smear campaign. So it's like you're not saying that that Meghan Markle's doing a smear campaign, but you're saying them. You're saying that's not what you're saying. But then right. you're saying that the Royals are trying to fight a smear campaign. It's like why? You, I don't. What, like you're not even hiding it. But I suppose but then, these things are bubbles and they don't need to hide it because the people reading these, like, it's weird. Like, why don't you read your opposition's media just to see how they be fucking up? No, oh, I don't know about that, Donald. I, I get what you're saying in terms of, like, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they? But I think, and it's something, a similar conversation I had earlier on. I'm at the point with racial theory and racial critical analysis where <clears throat> I don't approach... Um, British media, American media, tabloids with an inspection of why would they do this? Why wouldn't they do this? Just look at the context of this country and the context of America and the context of the Western world. There's always a constant agenda on the sets of people that they write about. And with Meghan Markle, I think she's in a weird position right now where down does she does, down does she doesn't. Let's just say she goes on E! News or CNN or whoever gives her a platform and clearly a lot of them are buying up to give her a platform to retaliate to these claims of, for example, um, William going um, in a surprise. Another note, have you seen how many um, royals have suddenly discovered black charities? <laughs> and they're just going around different charities now because of the media uh, um, outlet of uh, them being accused of racism mm. um yeah and it, it mm. was i must say one and thing um yeah i don't necessarily agree with you on that okay 
at all. Okay. I think there's Please. a long history of that. I think you can say no, they've not... been doing that for a long time to see, not seem racist. But I, I don't think you can say that all of a sudden they've started doing that because they've been doing that for years and years. Yeah. And years. No, no, that I think you mis you've mis mm, probably I've misspoken uh, or you've mistaken that. I I don't I think that they, that they have. I'm not saying that they have done it just brand new or fresh, but it's very present. It's a present knowing that, for example, when a news reporter can go and ask him, uh, "Are the royal family racist?" into his face, and he's in a. Uh, um, a general charity that had look at a lot of um, BAME and minority groups and he said we're not racist and they are very open and around um, those it's just like the media ops right now and the, the way it's happening in such a succession is very noticeable that's what I would say so I'm yeah, not saying that definitely. it's a very new thing but I'm just saying the amount of regurgitation of images that we're seeing of them around um, being charities after the fallout of the interview is very notable but I would say however is that they do have a long history of helping my like minority or just having a presence in minority charities and um, you know what I don't think the Queen's racist no I don't think no. the Queen's racist I don't think Winnie's racist I, but, well, <laughs> because who was the Queen's best friend who was her best friend? Nelson Mandela. Oh, come on, Darnell. Darnell, come on. Darnell, I, that one. I, that I, one I do not believe oh. Nelson Mandela to be an unrighteous man. And I don't agree. I don't believe he would spend his time with anyone that he did not think was a good person and had a good heart. But if, then you need to understand. If the Queen is racist, I believe it's it's out of ignorance and not hate. I think for me, racism, and the difference between racism and ignorance, is the hate oh. behind it. That, There's an inherent no. hate with these kind of articles against Meghan. Yeah. Do you see yeah. what I mean? I, I, I don't think the Queen is racist. I don't think she would have said that. I get that. what you're saying. I, and, and I'm not... I, the thing is with racism, you can't say until you... I have literal not evidence I know I'm not trying to sound like that but I'm like you can't say without just conjecture and I would say that the Queen's racist I think that would be an absurd comment to say but I would say it's a very dangerous game to play oh they're my friend therefore I'm not racist no but what I'm or, saying is the other yeah. ones don't have no black friends none but then nowhere look to at be how seen Nelson Mandela was received. William has look black friends from his service that's what i'm saying like everyone else has a like i know i know what you're saying i know what you're saying but you cannot you, you, i'm saying like a rumor rumors start from fact like mm. that a stereotype will start from some kind of commonality do you know what i mean Goodbye. and what i'm saying is if the commonality is that some of them do and some of them don't and it's a minority of the ones who do I'm yeah. going to assume, yeah, your family's probably a bit racist, all right? I'm not trying to defend these people. What I'm saying is like, if I see a family where only a few of them have any ethnic friends, even if some of you do, the majority of you don't. You don't even say you do. So it, it's like, you're, you're obviously racist. If I don't see you around 
black people in candid photos and it's only ever when it's planned i'm gonna get a bit weirded out the only reason why the queen's one i don't necessarily get weirded out by is because of the high regard i hold for nelson mandela yeah that's the only reason i I use that example the other ones i don't know like william like it all seems like ha 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 very like framed photos like bullshit and for the most part i don't buy it will harry harry i mean fuck me man i don't know like if if that's like getting a getting a black card but um i just don't think he's racist i don't think i don't think he'd have that much commitment to the role um yeah i just i don't know i just feel like it's, it's like the whole the whole argument of being like I do get what you're saying. That I, I, I'm not trying to say that. I just w- said the Queen's not racist. I don't don't think not. I'm d- defending the royal family by any means. I, I do think, that, like the way oh. they project present themselves, it is very odd. Um, I no, think. Look, yeah, but look at that 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 distinction you've even just made in your sentence. Individual versus firm, and I don't think that you can ever say an individual is until you have concrete proof. So therefore. If someone made that conjecture, I'd be like, how, when, what? Clearly that's not the case. And even yeah. from my own religious beliefs, It doesn't example, matter who said it. It matters that the family's racist. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. But even from my religious beliefs, an individual will have to attest for their own character and their own person and to give them that, that scope to do so. But then it's a difference as you said before the firm the institution is more than just the royal family that you yeah, see yeah when i say um, the family that's veterans yeah. Bet- safe example yeah but let's get back to this article let's not get too distracted yeah. um from now on i i'm pre- i'm gonna seem very presentary but um okay. just to get through some of these notes all right so here's a note um it's a mad's in a former post on megan's blog the tig that she knew all about the pomp and circumstance surrounding the royal family wedding and endless conversations about princess kate seeming to contradict her claims that she had little knowledge of the royal family before she met harry hey what what are you talking about that is little knowledge that is little knowledge that is little knowledge you just described (laughs) little knowledge yeah what are you talking that's that's nothing it's like like sorry you you can interject what do you think about that i think it serves its purpose though it's basically trying there's a tactic that a lot of people use sometimes where they know that they're wrong and then they'll just say something to override how wrong they are by saying something even more wrong to distract you from the cause root of why are you saying it and do you have legitimate facts yeah. so do, you know what, do you know what that's called it's called a double down yeah, and every time there's a double down I'm gonna say it's a double down from now on yeah we'll, we'll make cool. it a game we'll make it a game <laughs> so let's see if we find any double downs throughout this article <laughs> alright um, the palace said the issues of race that emerge oh wait I should probably put the mic down a bit yeah probably sound a bit better the palace said the issues of race that emerged in Harry and Meghan's interview, particularly the, rega- the suggestions that a member of the royal family had raised questions concerned about the colour of the unborn son's skin, would be taken oh, yeah. seriously and addressed privately. 
why is it being addressed privately when everything else is addressed publicly? Exactly. 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 That comment alone about the skin, that did shock me, though. That, that, I think that one is a conversation that can be explored further because I, I know that word, the word I'm about to say got a lot of like stick on Twitter, but it's a, a legitimate term that I generally do love. But pigmentocracy, I know I'm going to have like people who like oh, on Twitter all the time, like, oh, that Whoa. word again. I know. <laughs> it's a big thing. It's a big thing. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I mean, look, that is a great word. It's a great uh, play, play on language. So yeah, I hate when... When did, like, play on words get fucking... When did stuff, people start making fun of that, man? Exactly! It's cool, man. Alliteration's cool, bro. Yeah. Man, mix it up. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's get back to the article. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's very weird that they're like, it will be addressed seriously and not taken publicly, but then you're addressing the allegations seriously publicly. Exactly. Yeah, you know I mean. Exactly. Anyways, just yeah. uh, just another inconsistency. Ah, oh, yeah. A senior royal aide has played down speculation of a cull of advertisers following the explosive claims made during the Oprah Winfrey interview, saying, "My instinct is that no one should be expecting to see heads on spikes." <sighs> the royal what? family. Yeah, I know. I, I don't. I don't even know what that means. Same. Um, but I'm going to get into I, I highlighted this sort of whole section. The royal family and their senior staff has faced a torrid week after the Duke and Duchess of Sussex unleashed a series of accusations. Oh, the poor them. I know. I know. They've had a tough week. Literally. What does that have said. to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but being serious, she literally called out her heart in the interview that she was on the brink of suicide for a, a considerable amount of time in that family and the goalpost in what you've just read is solely shit it's so funny it's like, it's like i don't think she really wanted to commit suicide yeah but, no but she needs that. to shut the fuck up because yeah the, the royal family's having a tough week like yeah. what oh, yeah it doesn't make any sense at all um, it's actually wild. Like when I was reading through this, I was like, my mum is like a paper junkie. Yeah, like she, she yeah. reads like all of the papers, and then and my mum's a very balanced individual. She like did a lot, but she reads all of them to get all of the sides of everything because some yeah, of this stuff is it. so obvious, and it will just tell you, and you it, it becomes clearer to be able to pick it out if you um, read these things more often. So I'd, I'd recommend to anyone. Get get your local newspaper. Actually, not not the local one. Get get like a, a newspaper or a few just to see how mixed up and one sided there are, and you can, you'll start to recognise when it's actual information and false information. I do that as well. I, I like that your mother does it as well because I do that. I do that with like about five several five to seven um, media outlets. I think it's the best way to take on news. Palace. Okay, here's another piece of bullshit. Palace aides are upset at being cast as pantomime villains by Harry and Meghan. <laughs> like, do you know what it is with, with like? They're behind <laughs> you. No, it's like, look, like 
British cussing or like the way in which they want like to have a dig at you is just so <laughs> fu- and it's so funny when they're angry at you. It is so funny. <laughs> no, I think I think it's so stupid and I, I don't know. The fact that they even use the term like on a serious like, Who gives a fuck about the Palisades? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do they think they are? Oh, <laughs> Who gives a fuck about you, bro? <laughs> no one cares about you. <laughs> Your hospitality! (laughs) Stop, no, no. You're 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 just you're one step up. (laughs) That is classes. That is classes. I'm sorry, you know what I mean. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Oh no. It's like it's like like the NBA wins a game, like a gay winner (laughs) match, yeah? And they interview the guy who's out on the bench the whole game. It's like no one cares. You're just there to help out. Oh, <laughs> All right, so um <laughs> Okay. Now, here's one thing I found very interesting and for this, this is where the beauty of Discord comes in. So, oh. and I need you to tell me if you can hear yeah, we'll put it on this. Visuals aren't that important, actually. Visuals quite important. Um, put in 15 frames. Yeah, that's quite good. All right. Boom. All right. Can you see that? Ooh. Yes, I can. All right. Now, if James I... O'Brien. I just want to know, if, can you hear this? Um, let me just... Uh, hey, uh, I'll just going to talk about something random while I'm searching for something. Um, yeah, so there I was. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was sitting on the street, do to do, and I was like, hey, do you know what, man? I need to go up the street and take out the bins." Um, right. But then I was like, "It was wait, what? I don't live here." <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Never change. Right, can you hear this? No, it's not moving. Nah, nah, nah. Don't worry, don't worry. Let's give it a second. not working <laughs> um well you can tell me what it was about watch it you could put it in the special what what about that Sorry. can we you hear that oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. now we're on the fucking money no I, need to, I just need to make sure this isn't just oh i loud. know this too i'm so glad they did what they did i'm not gonna spoil it but i'm so glad they did what they did okay i'm glad you've seen it um, but this this is uh, I, I love this video so much. Yeah. Basically interviewed royal experts about Harry and Meghan's interview two days before anyone had actually seen it, and invited them on a fake TV show and said, "Would you give your instant post-match analysis to the interview that's going on CBS?" Unfortunately, because it's television, we do have to pre-record it, but that won't be a problem, will it? Oh no, they all said, and uh, offered their views on an interview that, alas, they had not seen. Did, did you, I mean, I don't want to ask you, I know, Archie, you also work as a magician, so I, I, I'm not going to ask you to breach magic circle rules and, and reveal your secrets, but did you tell them that you'd seen it? No, no, no. Uh, we, we, we verified that neither we nor them had seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first thing. Um, how crazy is that? That they I all know. agreed to, no, knowing that it, they, like, they did not have, they hadn't seen the interview. Yeah, 
Do you know what? It's not crazy. It's not crazy. I think it's absolutely so embarrassing that they actually got caught out in it. But I don't think it's crazy. And I know I'm going to sound, again, pushing off the market, but there's so much to consider here in terms of, like, legitimacy, in terms of being a correspondent or a, a pundit on anything now. I think... Yeah. The goal post that again, you may say Amory, shut the hell up. There has nothing that has nothing to do with anything. Amory, shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, I know you're gonna say that, but I think Donald Trump has pushed the ambit of legitimacy to say stuff on camera off the park, so everyone, consciously or unconsciously, can go on camera and say, "Hey, this man was president," and look how much he was able to say on camera. People are lethargic to legitimacy to the point where they don't feel like they have to be actually physically see an interview in this case to comment on it. That's what I think is was part of the processing of why they decided to do that. Yeah, because it's like most of the time they're just watching the highlights anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's like that guy <laughs> talks to you about split football all the time, but he only watches the highlights. And yeah. like he'll be the first to speak on any fucking given topic. I don't even watch football. I hate football. I think it's a stupid sport. I think anyone who watches it is stupid. Oh. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> I just find it boring. I don't want to watch that many players play. I just want to watch people punch each other in the face. What can I say? I'm a simple man. Okay. Um, MMA yeah. then. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, let's uh, hear some more of this uh, more of this video. <laughs> no, not no. And, 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 and obviously you paid them, which is quite a big part of the process. Yes, we uh, we did pay them. We, we paid them the kind of fee, well, let's say what they, we did pay them, the kind of fee they would expect to receive for a television appearance. But we thought it was important to mention to our audience that we did pay them, both yes. because it was the case, but also because it means that, in a sense, they are monetizing this industry. <laughs> okay. That, I, I think that's, that's a big one. Um, so these yeah. these are... Um, so let me uh, give the rundown to anyone who doesn't know how it works. So a newspaper, um, to legitimise an article or information, will go to experts. Um, yeah. And there are these people that are called royal experts, okay? And they give statements on articles to essentially legitimise them and make the public feel that this is legitimate information, okay? Why do I keep saying okay? It's funny. Um, okay. And uh, <laughs> Amory. Amory? Amory, um, when it comes to this, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about now. Okay, so when they now that they've made it legitimate, the public will believe it more. They're not going to get as many people making complaints. It's it's a sounder article in everyone's eyes. Um, but these yeah. experts are giving that information at rates that so they get paid for it. So they are they are monetarily driven to just give this information without even having read it without yeah. even having read it or seen it yeah. so how much information have they been giving for so long that they have not exactly. done the due diligence of researching if they are so-called experts and here like do you know how dangerous that is it's just uh, outside of like how silly and how funny and how funny their their skit was and i'm glad that they did it but as you said before they're being paid to do this to be and they're going under the guise of being an expert what does the term expert connote someone from the due, dil due diligence they've been able to um study a, a specific topic that they've been called to comment on do you know how 
dangerous it is to have that guise and then to be able to comment on absolutely anything. And again, I'm not like a QAnon type of crazy type, but this is the real fake news. You're I mean, this crazy, is crazy, Amory. You're batshit <laughs> crazy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Carry on. Carry on. This is like the real fake. Like I, I don't know. That is very dangerous. And that's yeah, it, something it's that's literally fake news. Yeah. It's them legitimizing an article with people that they know, as long as they pay them, are going to legitimize an article for them. That's the transaction. Yeah. Hey, mate, yeah. I need you to make this. Like, oh, mate, I couldn't find a source. Do you mind giving your take on this? Yeah, sure, mate. But you know, I mean, you, you know the charge. All yeah. right, one fifty. Nah, mate, two fifty. All right, two hundred. I'll do two hundred. Two hundred's good. Two hundred's good. I'll lie. I'll just lie on the media. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's like even in like first year, I don't know, undergrad um, essays or anything, they would scrutinize the hell out of all your references and your sources. And the fact that you can now be an established writer or whatever, and you can just break all forms of, I don't know, codes and legitimacy and actually um, ethical, like ethical writing, mm. just for sensationist news. I, I think it's very dangerous how we peddle news. Yeah, man, it's mash up. Anyways, let's, let's get on to, let's listen to a bit more of this video. I, I'm intrigued by that. I've lost an argument with my wife, actually, who's also a journalist, because I thought you might have tempted them into this indiscretion by putting more money on the table than is ordinarily available for a, for a kind of gob on a stick gig. Uh, no, no, we're, we're saving all our money for the pub when we're allowed to go. We're not going to put more money than we need to. <laughs> let's, let's have yep. a, sorry, go on, Josh. To pay that amount of money. No, well, that, that, as I say, that, I got that one wrong. Let's have a little listen to, to the results and then we'll come back to, to Josh and Archie in a moment and they can tell you how you can find out more about, about their work. My name is Victoria Arbiter, A-R, B as in boy, I-T-E-R, and I am royal commentator for CNN. Richard Fitzwilliams, royal commentator. <laughs> Ingrid Seward, I'm editor-in-chief of Majesty magazine. You, you've not seen the interview yet, have you? No. no, great. I think we have a fair idea of where the interview's going. We have a fair yeah, idea. We do, definitely. What was your overall impression of the interview? I think that this was an extremely hard-hitting interview. In the interview, to my mind, this was an actress giving one of her great performances. From start to finish, Meghan was acting. Do you think, looking back now, that Oprah went rather soft on Harry and Meghan? I think the interview was really... Um, an iron fist in a velvet glove. She did ask the tough questions. She had to ask the tough questions. It was not a balanced interview. But at the same time, I think she did ask those questions in a sympathetic uh, light. Oprah is a friend and gave them an easy ride. And certainly favoring Harry and Meghan. She was totally sympathetic. And there is a great deal in it that the palace will find deeply concerned. Were you surprised in the interview to hear Meghan's comments about Prince William? To hear her talking about members of the royal family didn't surprise me at all. I think she was very unwise to do it, but she's the kind of woman that, you know, wants, wants her say. Meghan used extremely strong language to describe her 
relations with members of the royal household. Megan spoke about her love of animals. Obviously, in the interview, Megan talked about the Balam Donkey Sanctuary. What does that tell us about Megan's character? Megan talked about her love of animals, dogs, love of the Donkey Sanctuary. In the interview, the, the, the nicest thing about Megan was that she, you know, it's her love of animals. She does have a love of animals, but there's only one side of her. That's a domestic side. Mm. Is there a Donkey Sanctuary in Balam, Josh? I don't think there is, no, but that's the... <laughs> Did you hear some of like some some like some of them are just people who are like lying but and but how they're lying I just I just find this really funny. This is this is just my brain, this is my dark humour, right? There okay. are people there, every, everyone there is essentially smart enough to sound right in what they're saying. Like they're they're, they're like but that they found like a good way of almost making it sound right. Do you know what I mean? That they're manipulating you with their words. And one guy is just the voice actor. <laughs> one guy's just the voice actor. Is going and she definitely did not take any tact when she spoke of the royals. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how do you get work? He's just a really shit voice actor. <laughs> no, do you not know? Things though, Donnell, I don't even think that they, like, I don't even think it was, like, them pontifying. I don't even think it was them, like, just trying to sound, like, smart. I think it was their accent. I think it was the fact that they were able to sound as if they were well off, which meant in the minds of people reading it or um sorry listening to it they would be like okay these are well off people means that they got x education meaning that they became this person which means that they are what legitimate it all connotes the ideas of legitimacy people get legitimacy by their accent where they went to school and what they're able to guise out of oh and my this god is i just thought of a great fucking money making scheme sorry i i i, no, 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 I, no, I need you, to say this now on. so i never forget but someone might steal it my someone might steal my plan <laughs> Um, Alright, here's here's my scheme. I'm going to go into um, This Person Does Not Exist and it's a website where it randomly generates a face that is not a real person but looks like a real person. I'll find one that looks right. like a nice, respectable white guy. Alright? And then mm -hmm. I'll do my voice. And I'll say, the royals did not simply... I'll say, Meghan Markle did not have any tact when she spoke of the royals and she did not speak honestly. She's an actor and she does not have the wise or the experience <laughs> Or the vega, <laughs> and then I'll just start sending in voice reels to newspapers saying I'm an expert and be presenting as this white guy on LinkedIn. Yeah, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. I imagine it's cash in <laughs> hand. <laughs> no, it will work though. Why is this a student it's account? Hey, this is for my son. It's his birthday. <laughs> oh, he knows. Oh, hello. Memory. No, no, you, you know you go on. No, yeah, oh, oh. I thought my phone was about to cut off. You go. On. Ah, no worries. Anyways, let's carry on this video. Ooh. I didn't seem to uh, concern our royal correspondent. So, and, and obviously, as far as we know, there, there were no specific comments about Prince William either. But that, of course, just adds to the to the mm. sense of fun. But there's some seriousness underpinning the the, the fun here, Archie. Why why did you do this? Um, ultimately, these are the kind of people that wear cashmere on breakfast television sets and once shared a taxi with Princess Margaret uh, and feel that they've got a, a sort of insight into the royal family. They are then duping both media organisations and the public 
with their views that arguably, in such of our viewers, your listeners to make their own minds up, but arguably yes. are not formed. And that's shaping what is, I think, now becoming quite a toxic debate. We did not target royal correspondents. We did not target Tim Shipman or Nicholas Witchell, sorry, uh, Chris Shipman or Nicholas Witchell, or anybody who's a proper journalist. These are people that have set themselves up as experts. They're not journalists. And we also asked very open-ended questions. It was, did Oprah go too soft? Yes. Uh, and we gave them, we didn't give them lines. The only two lines we gave them were so ludicrous that we almost did it as a chance. You know, there isn't a bad donkey sanctuary. There's no <laughs> way we put the vaccine. We had the arbiter say, be selfish for not taking the vaccine. Yes, Dan, you know, we didn't play that bit out. That, I mean, that was, that was very topical, I suppose, but also, you know, a point at which one would imagine some alarm bells would, would go off, which makes me wonder whether... You, did you target other people who did see through the ruse, or, or did, ev- did everybody come through that you went after? Uh, it, it, it turns out that, um, that royal experts are very keen to pass on their expertise. <laughs> which, for which we should all be grateful. Um, Josh, yeah. do, you want, do you want to tell my listeners a little bit more about, about the work that you both do? Take the opportunity to speak to this enormous audience, which is no doubt a tiny fraction of your YouTube following. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, so Archie and I have a YouTube uh, YouTube channel where we often try and pose experiments, ask questions, and explain those questions in a video. Um, we've done a video recently where we nominated Gemma Collins for the Nobel Peace Prize and had our uh, nomination submitted <laughs> successfully. We've sold Deliveroo meals from my kitchen in my flat. So um, lots of interesting stuff like that. You can check us out on YouTube. And uh, yeah, this was our, our latest video and we're happy it's gone well and hope that everyone's enjoyed it. Josh Peters and Archie Manners, thank you very much indeed for your time. You've also, just glancing at my own inbox, you've worked wonders for my uh, my credibility among younger listeners. So that's that's got to be, that's got to be, make it all worthwhile for all three of us. My day you go. And of course... All right, guys. So yeah, um, that was Josh Peters and Archie Manners prank. And uh, you can check their channel out on YouTube because that is honestly amazing content. That is, like You can tell how much thought went into doing this. And I'm and, glad they uh, did. Yeah, really glad they did. A really important side to show as well that a lot of this is just money driven and mm. um, you need to really understand the motivations and the, the people behind the information you're getting. Um, because that's what makes a source legitimate, not just someone saying it's legitimate. Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, so let's get on to this. Now, Anne, can you see this? I, oh my gosh. Oh, Darnell. I did not know. Oh, wow. Ooh. Let me just take a break. Oh my. Oh, I'm being triggered as we speak. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you, heard, you heard the manifestation of what I'm being triggered. I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not. I'm, whoa. <laughs> Start slapping your fingers. <laughs> That meme of that guy, like, that's literally what happens to me. Oh my God. And you know what? Fair enough, man. Um, this is a, is, what is it? It's a French artist called Charlie Hebdo. It's and, from the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, from this, like, French newspaper. I don't want to shout anything out. I don't want people to make money off this because, Jesus Christ, bro. This is so racist, man. Well, actually, I don't know. Is it racist? Let's 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 take it down. Let, let, let's play devil's advocate. All right. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. You tell me why it's don't racist. Don't do it, please. No, I hate devil's advocate. Okay. No, you you do what you have to do. Go on, go on, please. Hey, see, when I first saw this, I thought, wow, what a dramatic example to show 
the pressure the royals are putting on Meghan Markle. Donnell. But I'm then I thought... Lavender to calm down. Then I thought... I don't know French. Oh. So I now thought, that... why don't I Google Google the the thing? And I I couldn't I couldn't find it. Oh no! Oh. I couldn't find it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let, let me look. Here's here's what it says. Why Meghan Markle left Buckingham Palace? Because I couldn't breathe. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's very hard to play devil's advocate. It really you can't. is. Don't play it. it basically, play he he drew a picture of the Queen kneeling on Meghan Markle's neck the way that police officer was kneeling on George Floyd's neck, uh, saying she can't breathe. Um, with the Queen smiling and Meghan dying, essentially, um, is the morbid undertone of this, I suppose, if I was an art critic. Um, the Queen is, is uh, like twiddling her, her thumbs like it's all planned, I guess. Um, but also how she naturally stands. That's how she usually stands. Anyway, continue. Yeah, like, it, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very odd one. Um, if this doesn't show how racist it is, I don't know what does. I mean, it's pretty mad. Like, I, how does this make it onto a cover? You know? Oh, don't know. Don't know, but, um, don't know. Anyways, I just felt strongly about that. The audience isn't going to know what I'm talking about, but you can look up Charlie Hebdo, Megan picture. Um, and oh, it's, God. It's just, yeah, quite quite horrible. Just quite morbid. Um, quite over the top. Remember, this is nothing. This story is nothing. It means nothing. The Royals exactly. mean nothing in the grand scheme of the whole world. So, no, you're making this... No, no, no. That's not what I mean. You... I get that they're important because of the history they have. The significance and of the, the story money they basically have. means nothing. But the significance of the story means nothing. Yeah, yeah. So no, making a yeah. dramatic, dramatized part, bold screen cover for this kind of a story when there are so right now we're in the middle of a global crisis where yeah. that would de would would demand this kind of attention. Um, yeah fucking wild absolutely crazy well let's get back into this article for even more wild and crazy is megan already preparing a bid to okay this is called jumping to conclusions is megan already preparing a bid to be america's first woman president oh, God. oh. what how what <laughs> what how did we get here it's like okay for her to be a first lady Harry has to be <laughs> what? Like, where do we jump? Why are we jumping? The Not gun first here? lady, first woman president. First woman president, is that what they say? Oh, okay. Okay, give me, like, give me strength. Like, they should get a grip. First Jesus Christ. Right. It's just a smear campaign. It's like they're trying to just, they're not, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to read this uninterrupted where I've made notes. And I just yeah. want to say beforehand, this is so obviously them trying to destroy her life. Yes. And bring her future, not not yeah. just like let's say after this all dies down. Blah, blah, blah. They're trying to cement that after that she does not have a future. 
and they yes. are setting seeds for things that years yes. down the line they are going to bring up to try and attack her again and yep. just just pay attention to this um Meghan Markle will will <coughs> sorry Meghan Markle will use the flora over fora 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 yeah fora works fora works fora fora over her oh. interview with Oprah to launch a political career which could take her all the way to the White House if rumors oh, circulating the White House uh, around Westminster last week turn out to be accurate what you you're, you're saying that if rumors turn out to be accurate this will be true rumors aren't accurate don't <laughs> talk yeah. about rumors it, next oh a source said the blairite internationalist and democratic Blairite. party networks are buzzing with talks about megan's political ambitions and potential backers last year a friend of the duchess of a friend of the duchess told Vanity Fair magazine that one of the real reasons she did not give up her American citizenship when she was married into the royal family was to allow her to keep open keep open the, sorry, I shouldn't have used the scarlet to highlight it it's made it so hard to read and the, the ink has bled <laughs> um, <laughs> um, into the royal family to allow her to keep her options open to enter Washington politics. Um, the source added that presumption. That the source added that presumption. That presumption was that presumption was the Duchess was eyeing twenty twenty four when President Joe Biden will be eighty two, deciding whether he wants to run for a second term. All right, so let's, let's just decipher that. Um, oh yeah, the Blairites and internationalist yeah. democratic party networks that is political jargon yeah that I mean, is purely meant about? to sound smart say yeah, who you are talking about the organizations the groups the people yeah that is absolute nonsense you cannot put a wide sweeping swathing exactly. rumor out there exactly. like that that is horseshit exactly. and potential exactly. um and then they say they're talking about her potential um who who is talking about her potential? Show me any exactly. evidence that they're talking about her potential. And Who is remember, they? this yeah, this is coming from a an expert, I must say. An expert, a master in his field, really. <laughs> um and we've we've already <laughs> spoken about experts. Yeah. But um let's let's move on even more. Uh if she made it into the White House, Meghan would be the first US president succeeding where Hillary Clinton narrowly failed four years ago and the second non-white occupant of the Oval Office after Barack Obama. Wow. wow. Oh, They're crap. saying this was all a plan for her to become the greatest president of all time. I'm like, do you, okay, first of all, if she ever wanted to get into politics or have a name to make any change, she could not now. Exactly. That's what they're doing. That's what this is for. They I probably knew she had an interest in that. Yeah. Because she's been quite forthcoming with that interest. Right, right. Um, when they say a friend told to add add more insight, what friend? How did they yeah. know her? Friend is a very loose term, all right? I don't buy it that that person was their friend because my friend wouldn't do that to me. 
now. But mm, what? I, I think. I, what you I think? Don't know. I think. I think no, no. I just think we're past the ambit of credibility in news outlet sources. Yeah, but I, 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 I just have to. I have to note everyone so people can see the scale of it. Because some people will be this no, will be their I, first I time even noticing. No, I agree. Like uh, for me, I didn't even pick up half of those things when I when I initially saw it. I was just so engulfed in how ridiculous this whole saga is, and I 100% agree with what they're do what you said that they're doing right now, like scorched earth type of dismantling of this woman's livelihood and credibility in America and almost trying to set up like new rivalries or potential rivalries in politics as you said before perfectly they know that she is someone who has the capabilities of going into um, branching into politics and then trying to make her unwelcome in that as well it's disgusting okay I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an improv um, I'll, um uh, I'm gonna be um, Charles yeah I'll tell you. I'll tell you what we'll do, Ma. Um, we'll, uh, we'll 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 leave this in the hands of the newspapers, okay? And uh, what we'll say is, we'll that's uh, very good. We'll 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 get them to oh, well, destroy her career, um, and to send send the send our troubles across the pond. She's not going to, oh. to live here after this. Um, we'll send her to the U.S. You already wanted to be there anyway. The fool. And uh, then what we'll do is, when she does want to go into politics, ha, what a fucking joke. Um, yes, yes, Ben, what a fucking joke. Uh, but, um, we'll, we'll, we'll have the, the, the conservatives out there um, attack her and say that um, she this was all part of her plan and she, she ruined the royal family just to do this and she's not an honest person. And, and then we'll have the last laugh, no matter what, Mark, because we'll be dead by then anyway. No, no, you're very good at that. The pauses and everything were spot on, but and it's very sinister, very creepy. But you're very good at it. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That's what's happening here. Yeah. Um, they're just pretty much trying to ruin a woman's life for fun. I'm so triggered by that picture still. I, I know everyone can't see. Oh, it. sorry. Do you want me to? <laughs> yes. <together? laughs> oh my gosh. It's oh, very much. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's so <sad, sad>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so oh I've, I've stopped I've stopped I've stopped now I think um, I think that's where I want to leave off on the Meghan Markle thing um, I'd say okay. I'd tell people to do their own research and look into it a bit more because I do personally feel like this is um, it wasn't a big deal but the royals have taken this so personally yeah that it's now a big deal but I think it speaks to more than just the royals because remember but what Harry even said. One thing I do want to say before before yeah. before I finish before I finish. Um, yeah, yeah, you go. Devil's advocate. Uh, before I forget, sorry. Um, devil's advocate. If you didn't want to do make this a big thing, you you shouldn't have done an Oprah interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I I can see why you'd say that. Yeah, because I'm like, but isn't she like? the biggest thing in the world like <laughs> like for me Megan you need to stop going in blind I don't understand how she's surprised by this response to the interview mm -hmm. um, mm, that yeah yeah but yeah that sorry say say your piece say your piece no no I, I, I agree with that I'm just saying like the news meet I think it speaks to the news media and what we were talking about before and what those two boys did in the YouTube channels as well and yeah that's powerful man 
what it speaks no it speaks to the fact that how we have to be so careful what we consume even yeah. outside of this of the royals and whatever the fact that anyone can say they're experts say that they want twenty thousand for their name and so forth and people regurgitate it as if it's legitimate i think it's opened up a wider discourse that needs to be explored further of how much horse manure were being peddled on either side of politics may i add um in terms of political um affiliations mm. from people who just monetize their opinions and just say it for clout as if it's legitimate i think it's very dangerous boom mic drop we just oh. killed that we just killed that whole subject i'm very happy with that bigger oh i did I, very, I, very i'm very i'm very i'm very glad we're not done recording don't think this is over okay. now we're gonna move into the fun part of the podcast okay cool um uh why did you say horse why horse horse mania why yeah, did i say why that? horse um i don't know it's just a saying that everyone says really what's the so, word what's the most disgusting poo that comes from an animal that's a very good question um probably elephant maybe because of how big it is but they just eat like leaves but it's huge though it, and, and yeah that's actually fair you know, know like huge of just lead like what is tiger shit like they're eating like cobras and fucking monkeys and all this crazy yeah. shit yeah that shit must be not like cat shit smells horrible bro and yeah. that's just cat food um, actually yeah. dog shit smells horrible as well what's a wolf's shit smell like they're I'm eating sure like quite oh, they're eating like a rotting moose that they found in the mountain. <laughs> they could smell it from like three kilometers away. <laughs> Fucking madness! Yeah, I bet wolf shit ranks highest. Audience, uh, leave it in the comments. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, anyways, a, a bit, bit, bit more fun. So I thought uh, th- this is another conversation, but I just wanted to get your take on this. It's a bit more light-hearted, but it's it's a, it's okay. a good discussion. Let's just talk about yeah. it for a bit, and then we'll go into am I the assholes, yeah? Okay. Doing that to somebody else, but we as men, and everyone just made me think like, yo, it's not important. I'm like, no, this is real. This is real. And when you guys make people feel like their things are, or their problems are not real, they become angry because their problems on the inside just fester. And I still get it sometimes, you know? Sometimes I, I talk about these problems and I can start to feel again the issues that I had back then and it kind of comes out of me and I'm just like where's this coming from I'm like I still I still need more time to get it all out so yeah once again I'll just say this to end ladies I recognize y'all have real problems and I'll never stop you know trying to defend y'all from those issues and, and, and if I can I want to help you know but I think there has to be room for men to be able to deal with those issues without everyone trying to interfere because we just don't have outlets not the way y'all do not the way y'all do. And if you don't believe me, try to find try to find outlets on mainstream media for men to talk about this stuff candidly. You won't. You know where we turn to? Podcasts. C'est pas ça? That's what it is. That's why there's a, there's a lot more men podcasts than women. I saw this meme. Why do men why do men don't deal with the issues and but the, but instead they just do podcasts because that's the outlet. That's where we could talk it out. Yeah. Podcast is very niche. Mm-hmm. It's very niche. So if it's niche, I can find a group of niche people that go through the same that I'm going, and it's free. I'm not gonna be, you know, I got less chances of less chances of being canceled. So that's why they do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's my thoughts on this topic. We want to hear what you guys think. You guys agree, disagree? Yeah, we want. All right. 
do you agree disagree that is very interesting wow i did not know that that was wow it's not even thing of agree or disagree i just think it's very informing and i'm not a person who i think i can objectively say i can agree or disagree with it because those are their lived experiences they're saying that the only reason why they podcast because it's a it's an outlet it's a way for them to express themselves and it, i think it's quite sad that they feel like that is their chief form of outlet and in terms of like doing it not i think it's it's amazing that they can have that platform but the reason as to why that they feel like they're driven to do it because they, they feel like other forms of platforms will just hate and bash them for saying what they have to say i think that's the sad part of it but i think it's incredibly good and well that they've been able to form I don't know an outlet, and I, I I don't think I can agree or disagree on this one, Donna. Want to hear all I your? Yeah, like, I, I don't think it's an agree or disagree kind of thing. I th- I think yeah. it's interesting because I, I for me personally, I didn't. I get what he's saying when he says podcasts are niche, but I think there's that's like saying music is niche. There's right. just so much of it that you can like any part of it, um, and I think podcast is much like that. Um, right. I think it's it's easy to make. It's easy to pull out compared to a lot of other things it, as as far as like the creative process of it is shorter um and the quality of the product is much do you know what i mean it's like it's got yeah. it's got a really good resale value um i guess but um and it's a win-win for both parties because it's enjoyable and easy to do and when you're doing it the editing is maybe a bit annoying but do it as you want and i i it's just weird that because I don't necessarily think that it is necessarily more of a guy thing. Like I didn't really think about that before. But then I, yeah. I, I looked. I started like um, looking up, and I think it was like seventy percent um, male listenership on Spotify playlists. But, oh, oh wow! Let's let's just look, Google that again. Um, wow. Ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Oh, it's just loaded. Okay, nice. Oh, it's taken ages to load. Why wouldn't you just put it on multiple pages? Why would you have all of the demographics <laughs> on one page? <laughs> what the fuck? Either way, yeah, the 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 numbers don't lie. Male listenership yeah. is at least above sixty percent. I feel safe enough to say that. Um, and that was quite surprising for me because I'd never really thought about it. So it just popped up. Oh, here we are. Okay. Um, control F, male. I, it doesn't matter. More bit, more guys listen to podcasts than girls, and I didn't realize it was an outlet. And I didn't really think about the fact there is loads of female outlets, like The View. And I watched my mum watching The View, and I'm like, oh, how do you watch this? But I watch all of these shows where it's just these women sitting around talking, and it's like, oh, that I guess that's what podcasts became for guys. Mom, now you have the image on again. <laughs> oh, sorry. It doesn't affect me. I'm, okay. I'm untriggerable. Yeah. I've seen some wild no. shit, mate. Some wild shit. No. no, but I get what they're saying, though. And that, yeah, I watch The View as well. I'm also a viewer um, of The View. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting thing to say. What, are they trying to say that they think women's views are more mainstream? And, like, they can go on there the is, view and stuff? There are more platforms that allow women to speak candidly about the mistakes and stuff they've made in their pasts than there are for yeah. men. If a guy talks up and he's like, "Yeah, and this time I cheated on my wife," it's gonna, and, and he's a big person, he's a celebrity, he will get slandered across the board throughout the media. 
when it's a woman if they talk about mistakes they've made maybe they cheated on a partner or stuff like that and it was like really hard for them the general response in from even from the audience that's present and yeah. even the audiences are just full of women like it's it, you, you it's easy women talking about their struggles is a very mainstream thing that can sell a lot whereas for men it doesn't sell the same no but then the things are i think it's because of the medium way in which look how they interview stars of the same film when they interview the woman what are you wearing how's your marriage going for example when they interview the man what did you think playing this role where are you directing something else and it's because of how invasive the media is for women in terms of women female stars they're meant to pour out their heart and souls so wait 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 that's how i see it anyway i don't know okay let, let's get off of female stars okay there are more places safe spaces just in general yeah for women to talk about their issues i don't i, I mean i i can yeah. only, i don't think that's a that controversial thing to say that's the point that's the point yeah i can consider that so mm. for men who and you've got to imagine a lot lots of guys grow up in households don't they don't have a man in the house i did not grow up with a man in my household yeah that yeah. is the reality for a lot of people yeah and that's a lot of boys growing up with just their mums and their sisters mm. or their mums and their brothers and sisters and or just their siblings you know what i mean yeah um <laughs> but uh for the most part i mean you own you're only gonna get the female perspective on what a man is meant to be and for a lot of people, and myself included, it's only within the last few years that I've started me seeing media come out talking about um, how to be a man, like how yeah. to, like, like things things that are about man issues. They're not necessarily videos titled "How to Be a Man," but it, it's men talking about male issues. It's listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and listening mm. to this guy talk about his struggles with dating throughout university and some of the mistakes he made and some of the things he regrets and it's it's a big huge celebrity but he's he's able to talk about it and not get destroyed because it's not on a mainstream platform right. like it, it's it, i i think uh it's it's i think now in, in hindsight it, it's quite obvious to me after like yeah. seeing a few of these videos and stuff but um i didn't i didn't even recognize it as what it was and it is literally guys online looking to other older guys that they respect for guidance wow whereas women have had that for ages that is a fair point and i can't uh critique. do you think what, what about barbershop settings i know barbershop settings can be highly problematic for a non-typical type of man but i'm saying like usually they're used as a lethargic i don't know setting to meant to digress do they talk about their feelings or like again i would i, I don't know but this is just a conjecture outside yeah. of the podcasting um what i'd say is yes obviously men are human yeah, beings yes. this view that guys do not speak about their emotions when well you guys need to speak about it more is such a it, it's it doesn't make any sense yeah um, a big issue for why they don't speak about it more is because they don't see it there was this whole campaign wow. about body positivity, women not seeing natural bodies and not being able to be comfortable with seeing it. I don't understand yeah. why that same thing doesn't extend to men when it comes to emotions and stuff like that. I agree. I agree 100%.
with that i i can't um even comment on of its legitimacy i think it, that's a found that's a found sound point yeah I, th- I think it's very sad it's a weird one this is a weird one i never i never thought about it because I, I still do have my dad in my life but yet to be honest my, my parents are just so old it's like yeah. you ask them for guidance um, and it's like well when i was your age it's like okay, okay bro <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you were my age, a pound was ten pounds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, um, too. okay, that's another thing to throw in. So you think it's age? There's an age gap with it. No, well. I also didn't live with my dad. Okay, fair. <laughs> like, okay. I just didn't live with him. Um, okay, so cool. weekends over every moment you're not at school, essentially. Okay. okay. But um. And plus, my household is very feminine. I have, I have three older sisters. It's just me and my mum. So I think that's partly why I'm, I'm comfortable being feminine. I do think take that as a positive for the most part. I think a lot of guys lose that, and um, I don't think it. Do- I think because they don't see it, it doesn't come natural to a lot of guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do, do you mind if you minimise that tab again? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> So I keep doing that. I keep doing that. You're doing it on purpose. I I'm honestly it. not. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. And then I leave it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like visual stimulation. I don't know. I'm not even looking at it, but it's, it's there. No. But no, um, no interesting conversation for sure. Interesting conversation for sure. Well, I, oh, actually, do you know what? Maybe, maybe how, how long, how, how much time have you got? Um, right now I'm I'm free for the afternoon. All right, cool. All right, because we're at, we're at like one twenty-five now. I'm willing okay. to go to two fifteen, and then it's still palatable length. Cool. So that in that because I was gonna do one thirty, but I was like, this is going way too good for one thirty. Oh. Um. So I, I would like to go in more. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk on this a bit more. Um, okay. When it comes to this, is one thing I wondered. Okay, and there's something right. growing up in a house full of black women. Okay. Do black women not like black guys? Wow, um, I think it's the actual opposite. Personally, I think there is absolute adoration for black men amongst black women. What? I mean, and yeah, and you know what it is. It's like you know that thing in I, I, the only analogy I can tell uh, I can say is like you know when someone would say oh they bullied you in school because they liked you basically or they talked down to you in school because oh he has a crush on you it's like that you could you could tell that their antagonism you process it as or the way in which they will act towards you which wouldn't be obviously kind if that's the angle all right all right sticking with sticking with that i just want to i just need this just just to stick with this analogy this, this bullying analogy Okay. When you are bullied by that person, you carry it with you for years. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't be. You can't do. Like, it, it's it's gonna make a big impact. But then the thing so I'm just pulling your leg on the analogy. I think you're trying to suggest because I just think it's. No, no, I, 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 I'm, an, I'm antagonizing you on purpose. I know you are. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm just I playing devil's you. advocate. I promise. You. I know. I can feel the horns. Okay, like it was black. Okay, 
black women do not hate black men. I think that that would be a very absurd I didn't say hate. I said not okay, like. so I, I don't think that they even... I think it's the complete opposite. I think there's an absolute solidarity. I mean, yeah. if we're just talking about um, statistics, figures, both in the UK, the US, British Black Panther Party, the US Black Panther Party, who made up the biggest demographic of members, even though most of the topics they were talking about was about black male incarceration, under education of black boys, and police brutality to black men, particularly in the 70s. Who made up the, the, the biggest demographic? Black women. In the UK, they made up 65%. In the US, they made up over 70% of membership. That is just, I know it's a quantitative figure, but I think that's meant to, that can symbolize the fact that black women are always on the front lines of discourses that sometimes exclude them. And I think we're in a generation now where black women want to be acknowledged in the groups that they have always been the front lines for. That's where I stand with that. Fair. So subtle way (laughs) of saying you love black girls. Um, <laughs> <sad. laughs> redacted, 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 redacted. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That would be me missing completely the whole point. But um, I, I do, I do 100 get what you're saying. You're, you're saying maybe it's um, it's how it's presented. Um, but how is it presented though? I, I, it, it's just presented in an unhealthy way, I guess. Please go on. Like I'm, gen- I'm genuinely curious. I actually don't understand if well, they're how- okay. Here's what I mean. So like, I hate to interrupt you. I, I, no, I, go I, on. I do that when I get excited. So, um, when when it comes to like, uh, okay, use use the bullying analogy, and I, I assume you use the bullying analogy because even without me saying how black women treat black men, you somehow went because i said not good you yes. used bullying because you knew how they treat black men is at least not positive no i didn't say i i, I was trying to basically or how, make an analogy of where i thought you were going with the argument oh I okay thought you were going, yeah fair okay no for me i i, I don't think there's like no, like black girls and black guys are friend are friends and stuff like this all that all the time, but it just seems like um, like the like he ain't shit, and the mm. like, like I I don't see any other community talking about their men, like and then the, they're like, well, you guys talk shit about us, and I'm Which like, I've there's never. There's history for. I'm like, okay, guess what? I haven't ever. None of the black people around me ever have. Literally, you're listening to the vocal minority. Like, for the most part, in these countries, the US and the UK, for the most part, black men are quite respectful. Then they get like 50-50. It's a flip of a coin. But then what happens is... if, if I would have to disagree. Oh, my. Okay, fair. For, for me, personally... And okay. may- maybe it's my my circle of people that I've grown up around and I've been around, but all of our mothers were single mothers and we all okay. came out to be very respectable young men. And I don't yeah. necessarily think that it's that rare for people to be... Re- but what I'm saying is, if the response... If it's you're saying it's a response, yeah, like, it's a response, right? Mm. 
if it's a response, I should have to do something for you to respond to Which before there you, has there's negative. I think there, there's no. a whole I, piece of it. I, 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 I don't think there's the excuse of holding on to trauma is and taking it out on other people ah, is well, there. The trauma, what, where, it, it, where? the trauma comes from other men. That's, That's what I assume. Mm. But That's what I'm saying point. is, if you're if you're characterizing all men based on the villains, I don't see how that's productive. But then it's like the conversation about I don't know. I don't. I to pick up on that point of where's it's coming from, where's it going, and, and things. So I think it would be too loosely termed if I just talked about America and the UK. I would say looking at at both lenses there has been an antagonism between the two groups for yeah example. let's just look at the uk We're that there has been easier. i think yeah i think the uk is a, a prime example of that and i think in mass media that's why i said colorism is racism's daughter because colorism can affect black men and black women that is just fact basic fact but it's the truth of how colorism can sometimes characterize itself as i know beauty politics is solely weighted towards women a bit more as as across the board outside of racism and so forth and in that the tropes of aesthetics being very white passing or trying to push the ambit towards being more white pleasing can disenfranchise black women in that topic of colorism and yeah. under that guise, that can seem as a mockery, an absolute denigration of your identity as a black woman. And I think that is where the the history of disrespect has come into. And and it's funny because yeah, for example, right? Okay. Yeah, for example, right? Like, let's just say about a femininity of a black woman or the, the way in which they do their hair or their, their, their physiology or how they speak even though there is a, a legitimate history of non-black women emulating the blue like how how the the atypical the typical um, um what's it called um in mass media a black woman would present herself it was a thing particularly in 2016 to 2015 of that is fine for her, for non-black women to do it. That's absolutely, coming from the black community itself, that is fine for her to do it. But if a black woman did it, it was an, a constant jarring. There was an othering. There was a constant agitation that a black woman had for just being a black woman. And it's something that you felt in spheres such as, for example, Twitter. And But I, do you feel that's come from black men? That's an interesting point. And I think some of it because that's where that you're the, all of this remember is coming from the general dislike or romantic um i'd say romantic sort of resentment towards black men by black females in the black, resent- in the black ah i get that's a fantastic way to put it. so you think actually to come on, on your t- your point because i think when you said but the term ain't shit and stuff because I think that's what you meant by romantic resentment right um, yeah. I I think outside of it just being of like potential partners for example just black black men and black women I think even when we're talking about 
um, I don't know, black female figureheads, for, for example, in the household and so forth. If the, the I've had conversations with other black, like my other black male friends, um, who would say that that they they hated the way in which sometimes their mothers spoke to them, or like how across the pond as well, or how they used the meaning terminology towards them. And I can't say that that what I'm about to say is case point for Britain, but America, there's literally a history about it. And again, I'm sorry for the podcasters, I can't remember her name. Um, but if you t- type in lexicon of African-American women in YouTube, you'll find it. And there was a history behind why African-American women would sometimes um, speak down to their sons. And, it, and again, this is literally documented by a histor- uh, female historian herself. The language that they used to demean them are they he ain't shit or he's this he's that because literally plantation if a, an overseer or an owner would look at their black son and say hey he's doing really good he's a really good guy oh um he's he's looking really strong and sturdy whatever they would say to demean him um the black woman would have to automatically talk talk down at her son at that moment in time oh no master he ain't shit he's this type of stupid type he he he's illiterate he can't do this because uh, wait, she didn't want him this? to be sold off so yeah black women treat black men poorly because they don't want us to be taken away no i wouldn't women? say that whole, no absolutely not i don't think that's what's being said here i think the history not black women in terms of ones who aren't related to them i'm talking about mothers or aunties or sisters and that history of oh, them they want to keep them close they're scared they fear for them because well the world's more dangerous for a black man exactly in the family but outside of that if there's like i don't know friends black female friends or black female partners or whatever i think that's the conversation for another day but then the what she was able to empirically evidence is that for example black mothers or black aunts if there was a there was a history that yeah. she saw of them speaking down to their sons, it's because that that lexicon, the language, comes from literally plantation style. He will be taken away. And if you see that even in the school to prison pipeline in America, a lot of the 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 um, teachers would be like, "Oh, your son's doing really well in school." For example, why don't we move him to this school to do this program? An African American yeah. mother sometimes what one white teacher documented that they would talk down to the son automatically because she has that same fear of him moving to a, an area where he doesn't know and being hurt in some form of manner. So it's this negative language to protect in the household. Outside of that, if we're talking about partners or somewhere else, that I would not know why that's the case. I could say personally. Um, I was talking more about partners because I, okay, I'm going to be honest. I've not my family's quite encouraging. Like <laughs> I, I don't, I've not really experienced the other side, but I do get what you mean. Like um, yeah, there's definitely a thing where you know your 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 dad was a piece of shit, and now you've grown into someone who looks exactly like your dad, and oh. they're so emotionally resent resentful towards your dad that sometimes that resentment just in you being his product and also being so much like him can sometimes mm. lead to um that, what that's i imagine being hurtful moments and hurtful things and less patience and these things i can understand where that's coming from that that's not what i was mainly talking about i was mainly okay. talking about this black men are shit black men are trash as far as romantically black men cheat black men do this i mean most there's more black men who are 
single and Take childless yeah. than black women who are single and childless. Yeah, I that I wouldn't know. I, I think in terms of like the whole thing usually happens on Twitter and I think it's so stupidly done typically because in terms of the, the overall cheating and things like that, I think that that's a ridiculous comment to make in terms of all, all whatever cheat because I don't know. FIFA, uh, not, not not FIFA. Um, what what are they called on um Twitter? That oh, Fiat Five Hundred. I think they're called. I haven't been on Twitter in so long. Fiat Five Hundred Twitter, um, which is like so terminology. So it's like, uh, like it's basically terminology for like Love Island consuming non-black people. If I can say that in the most politically correct way. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> It's like they in their communities in their groups there there's usually like a story on Twitter or whatever like oh he was a total whatever he cheated on me yes yeah <laughs> exactly we rarely see that within the discourse rather you see a lot of black love a lot of um I don't know even when they go on to um I don't know um dating shows that are for that a lot of black um young people consume on twitter and, uh, and youtube there's a lot of black love and a lot of black commonality so the cheating thing i don't understand the disrespect i kind of do i won't lie with you donnell i understand that one slightly okay because here's my thing the, okay. the, the disrespect thing my thing is i disrespect for me is lost but it is a given why is it a given no sorry did i say disrespect yeah you said disrespect so i mean respect respect <laughs> respect can be lost mm. it can't be good I, I respect can't be given it can only be lost right so i'm gonna show you respect until you lose my respect can so i ask I, you where I, did I this can't... come from my mom yeah no, 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 no. I'm talking about like the idea, the precursor of them there being an antagonist relationship between um, black men and black women in terms of partner. Well, like, I, where did... I've got a lot of black female friends. Yeah. I've got a lot of, you know, my sisters are black females. Yeah. And for the most part, it's just like when you see how they respond to certain things in the media, you see how they respond to certain things in TV. You're like, you hear how they react to when a black man cheats in a TV show compared to how a white guy cheats in a TV show. You hear, you hear all these things. They're subtle things. It does. They don't need to say it, but you, you can, no. you can notice it. You can feel it. Like in the air. what? Like what? Okay. Like what? What do you mean, like what? I just gave a few examples. No, we need, <laughs> you need more. I was struggling to think of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, like give me. Okay, so how would they react if a black guy cheats on the TV? Uh, like, Dutty stinking <laughs> bastard, like, just like, dutty rat, uh, whatever. Yeah, just whatever Caribbean <laughs> disgust looked like in its purest form. Then when a white guy cheats, it's like, uh, what a prick. I mean, it's like, it's, su it's such a difference. It's like, I, how they don't notice the difference, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I've never brought this up with them. But um, why? It's because it's just like there's no point. It's like I'm not gonna change their mind. Oh man. Oh wow, I didn't notice that myself. Like I don't know. 
if someone cheats like in a TV show, whatever, I'm just like, oh, you're just a cheater, whatever. Perhaps because it's can like you, can you imagine like, the cuts to like a video of you being like, you fucking prison, <laughs> go crazy in front of the TV. No, honestly, no. like I don't know. Okay, case on point, Love Island, right? If someone cheats on Love oh, Island, oh yeah, like the black guy when he didn't like the black girl, Amber. yeah. Got so much hate. Got so Which ones? Hate. But when anyone else who decided to change their mind, they could just be like, they were like, oh, you're a prick, mate. You're a prick. But that was about it. It wasn't this whole, like, <laughs> don't you care about black women and all this shit. I couldn't no, believe I it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. That's a fair. None I of us know. know. None of us know. That's why it's interesting. <laughs> It is. It is. But anyways, let's get on to um, Am I the Arsehole? Okay. And uh, see, let's see what's buzzing. Let's go to the top. Let's see what's good today. Now we're in the money. Okay. So, here's, here's a few titles. Pick, pick out one when it's, it, it piques your interest. Am I the Arsehole for blowing up at my husband at my husband's? Um, well, she repeated that word. That's why she was very mad when she wrote this. For eating my daughter's <laughs> birthday candy. <laughs> uh, no. I, I, I want to read that one. One sec. I, I mean, if it's a long one, I'm not doing it. But if it's short and sweet, that, that, it, it'll get a choice. All right, now let's keep scrolling. Um, am I the arsehole for taking my nephew back to my sister's husband after she left him with me? Hmm. Oh... No, no. Bit context to it, probably. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll open that in another tab. Um, am I the asshole for having an investment account for my biological daughter while letting my husband make a financial make financial decisions for my stepkids, resulting in no nest egg to give them? Yes, yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're a really, really disgusting person for doing that. Personally. I don't think we need to read that one. <laughs> um, really nasty thing to do. That's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I don't, I don't know why you need to ask that. Um, am I the mm. arsehole for... That, that's probably the first one I've seen where I've been like... The title just says you're an arsehole. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> am I the arsehole for... Well, nah, 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 nah. Am I the arsehole for making my roommate pay full rent? Full cost of a wedding cake. Alright, that seems fun. Alright, we got a few here. Let's go through. Let's go through. Cool. So, am I the arsehole for blowing up at my husband for eating my daughter's birthday candy? No. That's <laughs> not too long. Not too long. Alright. Newbie to Reddit. Friend told me to post here. My husband and I have a 12-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old son. My husband is no parent. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a heavy start. <laughs> For as long as I can remember, he will say no and oh, is a no parent. Is the oh. no parent. Oh my okay, god. Yeah. I read that so wrong. Jesus. That must have been like, uh, what's this? Something dissonant. Um, my husband is no parent. At oh my god, I read it the same way. My husband is the no parent. For as long as I can remember, he will say no in stores or sports games to kids' requests for snacks and toys, even if they offer to pay with their own cash. Wow. Yeah, so what? You shouldn't be eating candy right now. Like, that's <laughs> it's not your job. What the f- What? This mum's going to- oh, I'm not going to like her. Um, I, I, I don't undermine my husband when we are together, 
But when I have the kids alone, I do tend to say yes. Oh, so you just undermine him when he's not there. <laughs> 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 um, within reason, of course. And not to every single thing. Um, that's in brackets, by the way. Um, yeah. Two days ago was my daughter's birthday. It's her second birthday that we've been in lockdown. And, oh, wow. Wait, what? Yeah, that's, that's how long this this stuff has been. That's a terrible, terrible timing. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd have to be so unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, and I bought her two. I bought her two boxes of her favorite candy along with her gifts. My daughter ate some of the Swedish fish out of the first box. And decided to save the rest and of the rest on her dresser, where her brother is too short to reach, and assumed us parents wouldn't take any. Well, was I wrong? I woke up to my daughter crying that her dad had eaten her second box of Swedish fish, and some. Oh my god, this guy is just um, just mindlessly eating like <laughs> he's just that kind of person. Like you, I can see it right now. Like just he just walks through the house eating things. Do you know what I mean? Um, Jesus. Um, assumed her parents wouldn't take any. The daughter crying, he'd taken a, a last box. I checked the trash in our bedroom and confirmed my husband had eaten them. I was furious and I screamed at him that he had. He is a grown man who can go to the store <laughs> and buy whatever the fuck he wants without anyone to, to tell him no. While he always says no to our kids, and the rare time she gets to eat her favourite candy, he his ours. <laughs> As to eat it, um, he said we were both making a big deal over the candy. Um, dude, that is that is numero uno. You cannot say that in an argument, man. You're just gonna. Yeah. That is how. That is how you just. You will get the most infuriation out of anyone. Straight up. I mean, I know it's candy, but it's kind of it's kind of yeah. gaslighting. Um, it is. You can't. Yeah. I told him I told him it was more than just candy that he obviously doesn't like seeing the kids happy and he's a thief. <laughs> that is so harsh. How did you get to that? Obviously doesn't like seeing the kids happy. <laughs> what? And he's a thief. Oh my god. I took my <laughs> this is the helicopter mum. Do you know what I mean? Like this is the <laughs> Like behind you on a date with binoculars coming up. Like um I took my kids to my sister's house to cool down <laughs> and bought my daughter more Swedish fish Aww. to make up for the ones that my husband stole. Why didn't why did you just let him Aww. buy her more fish? Why did you like... take the kids to your sister's house? Why did you take the boy as well? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, we're still we're still at my sister's house a day later <laughs> until my husband oh. can truly apologise to his child. <laughs> the thought of him disgusts me. 
Oh, this has nothing to do with the fish. <laughs> Is that exactly? This woman hates this man. No. She hates this fucking guy. Why did the boy have to go as well? <laughs> she was like, this is my chance. I'm out. <laughs> Can you imagine the four of them discuss you over this? No, it's not gonna this. That is fucking wild. Now for me, he's like, the boy is like, what is that? <laughs> Why is he involved? <laughs> imagine the boys is in the car like, mum, what's going on? Mum, <laughs> <laughs> no, why are you packing us? Why are you packing my suitcase? <laughs> and him and his, his mum and his sister are just in a hysterics crying, <laughs> and no one's seen anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god. What you saying? That might be the best. I'm gonna say that are my favourites. That might be the best Am I the Arsehole I've ever read. But, I mean, yeah, you're a fucking arsehole. What? That is me. Oh, that is crazy. It's candy, bro. I think it's the principle. It's the principle. The print, yeah, but do you know what? It's not a hill to die on. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it says, "Well, do you know what? Unless you go to the store right now and buy her something, I'm not doing it." And he'd be like, "Oh, all right, fuck it, yeah." Yeah, yeah. It's not something where you you take the kids, you and take both children. Cool. The boy is not even his birthday. It's just a normal day for him. <laughs> He's probably just eating some birthday cake. He's in his bed. <laughs> His mum wakes him up. You're like, get your bags. <laughs> We're going to your aunties. <laughs> like, what? Well, I'm involved. <laughs> oh. oh, mate. That is such a fucking funny arsehole. Oh, but no, nah, yeah. Have... Definitely the arsehole. Um, yeah. I really appreciate you doing me this podcast with me, um, Anne-Marie. It's honestly been a pleasure. Um, no, I'm not going to have to edit this barely at all because... It was great. It was honestly better than I than I even expected, and um, oh. I'm glad that we've started this and we can have you back on in the future again um, oh, for even more conversations. So thank you for having me. No, it was a pleasure. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and I hope you have a blessed one wherever you are in the world. And hey, if you've got a friend you've not been speaking to, and you think, hey, maybe I should send them a message and speak to them, <laughs> do it. Worst case scenario, they call you a creep and they post it on their story. But anyway, have a blessed one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Darn.exe.